Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. But today, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage, encourage everyone today because this is the day that the Lord has made. And he told us to rejoice and be glad in it. And so that's what I want to do. That's what I want you to do. And he gave me uh, five things that he wanted us to go to a higher level in. So today I'm going to talk about uh, the first part of the first thing, and that is our intimacy with him. He wants us to go to a higher level in our intimacy with him. And, and I think that's, that's, that's good uh, because we do that anyway with each other, especially with our loved ones, our family. Um, when, when, you, when, when you're in, engaged, I know I, I have done a lot of um, premarital counseling, and it's amazing how much in love they are, or at least they say they are, uh, because I ask hard questions. I ask things about, um, well, tell me some of the things that you don't like about the person. Some things you wish they would, you know, kind of change. And they will say, well, nothing. (laughs) I just love them the way they are. Okay. Okay. No habits or anything you would change? No. Okay. All right. So that's newlywed. Okay. All right. Okay. Premarital stuff, that's good. Well, well, that's what God wants us to do, is to go to a higher level in him in intimacy. And we're going to talk about three things today. We're going to talk about knowing him better. Now, we all know him, and we all know about him. But he wants us to know him better. He wants us to trust him more. He wants us to experience him more. Those are the three things I want to talk about. Let's go to the first one. That is that God wants us to know him more. Wants to know him better. Wants to be more intimate with him. Let's look at John, the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3. This is eternal life. I said, okay, I, I, I want to know what follows that because it said, this is eternal life. I know that if I confess with my mouth, believe in my heart that God raised from the dead, we'll be saved. If I call upon the name of the Lord, I'll be saved. But he, he's saying, this is eternal life. So what is different here? What is different about this that uh, John is talking about? He said, this is eternal life that they may know you. And this is Jesus now. The backdrop is Jesus talking uh, to the Father in prayer, one of the longest recorded prayers that that he he has here, that they may know you. He says the only true God. That's important to us because uh, there are many gods. There are many people who say they worship God, but it's not the true God. It is a God, but it's not the true God. Because he says that, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And so, a lot of people worship God, 
But it's not a true God, but they don't worship Jesus Christ. I, I ask people that all the time. I say, well, well tell me, um, what do you think about Jesus? And, and I hear a lot of different things. And, and uh, one, the last person I asked that, they said, well, we respect him in our, in our religion. We respect him. We respect him. Well, this is not what, what the Bible reads. Jesus deserved more than just respect. He is God. He is the only way. He is the only truth. He's the only life. There is no other than him. No thing that you see that was made, uh, that came, came into existence, was not made except it came through Jesus Christ. None. So I said, well, God, I want to know you more. I want to know you better. That's what I want to do. We're going to talk about how we're going to do that next week. Now, the second thing he said was, I want you to trust me more. I want you to trust me more. Wow, okay. Trust. Trust. Now, don't you trust Jesus? Sure we trust Jesus. Don't you trust the Father? Yes, we trust the Father. But he didn't ask us that. He said, I want you to take it to a higher level. I know you trust me. To a degree you trust me, but I want you to take it to a higher level in this trust. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 3. Let's look at verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So God is asking me to go to a higher level and trust in him with, with all my heart. And my heart is my mind, my will, and my emotions. Everything within me, I need to trust him more. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I said, okay. How do I do that? Well, that, that's another, another message. But, but I want you to realize that this is what I want. And as I was studying for this, I said, well, God, you gave me information that it will help me. And, and the worship team was singing about that about his name. And I said, well, God, how do I do that? You know, we have to, if we're going to trust him, you got to know the person a little bit more. The more I know about you, the more I know you. The more I know about you, the more I trust you. Now, we're saying, if I'm trustworthy or if, you know, the person, you find out that person is trustworthy, uh, Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they're perfect, are they not? So the more you know about Jesus, the more you're going to trust him because he's perfect. See, the more you know me, the, the less you might trust me. 
Because I have faults. I have faults. And, and see, the more you trust a person, the more you fall in love with that person. It, t- it goes to a higher level. And so, so I said, well, God, I want to be like that. And tell me a little bit more about you. And, and so as I was looking at the names of the father, names of the son, one thing stood out, well, a lot of things stood out, but one is he's Elohim. He's the creator. And that, 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 that name is in the first chapter, the first verse of the Bible. Meaning that it says that he is creator. He's the creator. How can I not trust more the creator when I know that what, what Jesus, what, what, everything that's created came through you? The Father is the creator. It, 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 it's, it's not a, one of these things that we came into existence by a big bang theory, any such thing as that. Uh, see, because he is the creator. If I know he's the creator, I know that, man, what can he not do? What can he not do? In, in, in six days, what was left undone? Nothing. Because he created everything in those six days, rested on the seventh day, and then he said, everything he created, he said was what? Nothing he said was, hey, this is bad right here. Let me, let me do this over. Everything was good. Everything that he did, it, it was good. And so it helps me to trust him more. And that's what I want to do. I want to trust him more. And it says that uh, another one's name, he's Jehovah Jireh, or Yahweh Jireh. And, and, and you think, say, wow, he provides. Whatever I have need of, he provides. That helps me to trust him more because I know he's my provision. I don't have to depend upon um, no retirement. I don't have to re- depend on anything because he is my provider. Is he your provider? Yes, he is. He's Jehovah Rophe. Now, if he's Jehovah Rapha, then it tells me that he's my healer. And so... Regardless of what people tell you, it has not passed away. Healing has not passed away. We still have need of healing. Is there anybody here that needs healing in some area? Yes, indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. As I study these names, I said, these are just a few of the names of uh, Jehovah, he's Jehovah Shalom, and I said, "Well, I don't have a piece about today, this morning, Lord, yet." And you know, it says, "Well, how can you not have peace if I'm Yahweh Shalom? How can you not have peace?" And 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 the, the scripture tells that. Peace he left with us. Is that correct? Peace he gave us. His peace he gave us. 
Not that the world gives, but he gives. And I said, yeah, but, but Lord, you know, I, I, I might make a mistake. I'm not, you know, as eloquent as I used to be. You, you, know, you, were, you were never eloquent. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Okay, we're not going to go there, Lord. Oh, okay, okay. I, okay, I'm, I'm going to trust you because you, you're correct. You're correct. I need to have peace over this thing. You know, like you told Moses, uh, who made your mouth? So, okay, we'll do what we we'll do. Suppose I forget something, Lord. You, and you know, I, you know, hey, I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not going to empower you to do. I said, okay, all right. I, I, can, I can hang with that. Now, isn't, isn't Jesus Christ the same way? And he said that, he said that, Jesus said that, I am the de- deliverer. We need delivering, don't we? From a lot of things. Just because we got delivered from, you know, having to, to pay the price for our sins don't mean that we still don't have a need for deliverance. We, we, we need to be delivered from different things. Jesus said he is faithful and true. I said, wow. That's what I want to be. Now, when, 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 when someone is faithful and true, will they ever leave you? But suppose Jesus gets mad with us because we're not performing like we should. We're not obedient like we should be. We don't read as much as we should read the Bible. We don't pray as much as we should. We don't give as much as we should. We don't love as much as we should. We don't visit the prison like we should. So you think he would now say, I'm not going to be faithful to you. You know what I said a long time ago about faithfulness? Forget it. Because you're not performing. Does, is his faithfulness based on our performance? No. No. When we are unfaithful, the scripture says that he is still what? Faithful. He's the faithful one. He, 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 he said, I will never leave you. Never, ever leave you or forsake you. Even to the end. So it gives me uh, hope. And, and it gives me pleasure to know that Regardless of what I don't do, regardless of what I do do, regardless, it doesn't matter because in, 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 in his eyes, as far as his faithfulness to me is concerned, he says, I'm going to love you regardless. I said, wow. What kind of love is this? Because the love that I know is the kind of love is that if I do for you, if I please you, if we don't have any, you know, big disagreements, we can say I love you. Right? But Jesus says that I loved you when you hated me. I loved you when you 
really didn't want anything to do with me. I loved you enough to die for you. Even when you were a sinner, I gave my life for you. That's love, isn't it? That's love. And see, we can't reproduce that kind of love. But in him, when we give our lives to him, and, and we exchange this thing, well, his life, he's given for us, we give our life to him. And we said it, oh, Jesus, I give you my life. We said, but I don't think we understand all the time what we're saying, because if we give our life to him, that means that he controls everything, everything about me. That's what he's supposed to do because he gave his life for me in exchange for me giving my life to him and serving him. So therefore, what I say, what comes out of my mouth, should be the same as what comes out of his mouth. What I see, he controls. You know, I, 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 you can, we can ask that. Hey, Jesus, you want? Yeah, hey, you, you want to watch the game today? And we hope he says yes. But if he says, <laughs> but it's, if he says no, then we'll say, well, it's okay. I'll watch it. You, I mean, you can go. You know, you can go in the kitchen. You know, get your cup of coffee or something. You know, uh, let me watch this thing. Yeah. That's what we want to happen, but. If he says that, no, I don't, I don't want to watch it, and I don't want you to watch it. I want you to spend some time with me. What? Now we start getting our feathers ruffled a little bit. But if we gave our life to him, we're supposed to trust that whatever he tells us to do is for our good. That's what it's supposed to be. Wow, good. I said, okay. I need to go to a higher level, Lord. The first one was we need to know him better. The second, we need to trust him more. And the third and last one is that we need to experience him more. We need to experience him more. Let's go to Psalm 1. 124, Psalm 124, let's go there. I'm learning how to work this thing right here, but I, so I brought my all faithful and true because about I thought you were faithful to me. You, I let you write all over me in the margins and everything, and you're going get, to get rid of me for that? <laughs> I got you covered. I got you covered. Psalm, Psalm 140, 124, verse 1. Had it not been the Lord, who was on my side. 
If it had not been for the Lord who, who, who's on our side, who would we be? Who would we be? And, and God wants us to really praise him for the things that he's done in our life. Because if it were not for the Lord, we wouldn't be here. And in verse 2, it says, Had it not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, was one thing to say it now, but when, when people rise up against us, we've got to know it's the Lord. It's the Lord. We can, we can write in our journal a lot of things if it, if it were not for the Lord. If, if it were not for the Lord. Oh, my goodness. I don't know where I would be if it weren't for the Lord giving me a wife because I didn't deserve her. If it were not for the Lord. And that leads into the last thing I want to talk about is to give a, a testimony of if it had not been for the Lord. If it hadn't been for the Lord. I want to really thank, really, really, really thank the all of you, the congregation, for praying for me. I really do. And I know that a lot of you don't don't know um, what you say, well, what, what, what's the big deal? What, what were they praying for you for? Uh, so you can be an eloquent speaker? No. <laughs> no, that's, that's not it. No. So what, what, what happened was that for our, for our guests is uh, years ago, uh, I look back in, in, the, in my records, it was 2003. I, I went to the doctor for a routine checkup because I was coaching at that time at Glass, and what happened was that my heart would be beating fast a lot of times uh, because it, it, during the season, this was in in, in February and stuff like that. So I said, man, I don't know. These, these kids are sending me through a whole bunch of hoops here. Let me go to the doctor and check out and see whether my heart's okay. Well, what happened was that he said, did you have a cold? Have you been sick or anything? No, 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 no. Okay, I want, I want to recheck you. And in a, in a, in a, in a, when I come back again, I'm going to recheck you. Uh, get some more, some more tests. So I did, and he did. And it came up that I had some uh, lymphocytes, I guess that's what you call it. Uh, lymphocytes. Um, so it's a type of, I guess, just blood blood thing, something with it. I don't know what to call it. I don't pay a lot of attention to it. Uh, I wouldn't do good. I would, wouldn't do good in, in, in medical school because it's, it's a lot of hard names. They, they give you, you know. 
And, uh, and so four months later, they sent me over to, the, uh, to get my blood checked in the cancer center and found out that I had leukemia. And so, uh, you know how, some of you know how I am. I don't have no leukemia, you know. By his stripes, I'm healed. And, and, and that's true. Uh, but regardless, I was diagnosed with leukemia. And my blood count was uh, going higher and higher. Uh, in, the, in the lymphocytes, the, the bad, the bad ones anyway. Uh, the good ones are supposed to keep you from, it's supposed to help your immune system. And they were getting lower and lower. And so what happened was that uh, I started, well, I, I wouldn't do anything. I, well, I did start doing something. I was taking carrot juice, all the herbs. I was doing some of everything to try to help me in this situation uh, without taking chemotherapy because they told me, uh, if you get to chemotherapy, if you get to, you're going to die. I'm telling you, because it, it kills everything. It kills the good cells, it kills the bad cells, it, and it does. But, you know, everybody I know, they're dead. They're dead. Okay. All right. So I'll drink more carrot juice, you know, get more herbs and stuff. And my count started going higher and higher. And after a while, I went to the hospital with pneumonia. And I said, okay, that's okay. Uh, the next time, went, a couple more years, I went again with pneumonia. And the doctor happened to be there. That's my oncologist. And he said, well, you need to see me because you're going to be right back in here if you don't do something about the situation. So I took my family with me to see him. And he said, well, you know, I would suggest you take uh, medication, you know, the, the drugs. I, I, I know they kill bad cells and good cells, but you don't have a choice. I said, okay. So fast forward, I went to UVA to get a second opinion. And they said the same thing, but worse news. I made a mistake by asking him about how long do people live to have this? He said, about five years. Okay. This is 2003. So I said, well, <clears throat> God, you are my healer. I know that this kills people. And so that's why most of you never knew that. Because I didn't want you to be concentrating on me. I'm interested in the word of God. I'm interested in you learning the word of God and not be concerned about me. So I never told anybody except the elders or my mentors, uh, Jerry Daly, at the time he was my mentor, told him and and uh, Michael Fletcher, they knew, uh, and the, the elders and the, some prayer people knew. Some prayer people knew. And I said, don't, don't tell them because I don't want, I don't want them speaking bad things. Because usually when you hear the, the C word, 
Everybody already, they ask the next question, how long you got? And I didn't want that. You know, I'd rather for you to speak some positive things, you know. Uh, but anyway, so I didn't, I didn't tell anybody. And recently, you knew that I had a partially collapsed lung. That was the last thing you knew. And what happened was about uh, March, the third week of March, I was getting ready for my message like I did today. And on that Saturday, when I, when I really get the message in me and memorize my message, you notice that today uh, I have my notes up here. Well, my therapist recommended take your notes. Don't try to memorize it because, uh, you know, take things slow. Okay, all right. Uh, but anyway, uh, I couldn't remember my, my notes. And uh, Sunday morning, when I usually get up early, like I did this morning, uh, I couldn't remember any of my notes. Zilch. Didn't even know what I was supposed to speak on. Now, this is Sunday morning. And so I called Sam and I said, hey, look, Cammy is telling Minerva that I can't come speak. I don't know what I'm supposed to speak on anyway. So they're making me go to the hospital. You're going to have to, uh, they're going to take me to the emergency room. You're going to have to take over. This is Sunday morning. How many know the scripture that be, <laughs> be what? Be ready. Instant, you got to be ready. In season and out of season, you got to be ready. Okay, but anyway, uh, I went to the hospital and they came to visit me and stuff like that. And, uh, found out that I had an infection that got into my brain that caused uh, two um, abscesses in my brain, one in my occipital lobe and one in my uh, frontal lobe. And they didn't know what they were going to do because they didn't know what caused it. So they said, well, what we'll do, we're going to get a little snippet here and we're going to send it off and see whether it's cancer or not because it's going to be caused by something. It's going to either be infection or, or cancer. And uh, I said, well, hmm, which is worse? And one doctor said, well, I tell you, I'd rather for it to be infection than cancer. So anyway, uh, uh, so I had brain surgery. And that's when God started showing me that, you know, man of God, that you call yourself a man of God, right? That you need to go higher with me. Because you don't trust me the way that you should trust me. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you now. See, I could tell you don't worry about a thing. God's going to meet you. He's going to show up. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna take care of you. It's easy to, to tell somebody that 
Because the scripture, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He has your best interest at, at stake. Don't worry about, you know, don't worry about a thing. But when you are getting ready to go into brain surgery, and you know that the brain is a delicate thing. I didn't know how delicate it was. I just knew the brain controls things, but I found out that it controls just about everything. You can't walk if, if, if a part of your brain is messed up, you can't walk. You can't talk if part of your brain is the part that, that does that. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, if the brain is so delicate. The doctor told me when I, when I was in the hospital, in one of the hospitals, he said, he said, I can't understand why people can't believe in God. Knowing how, how intricately, I mean, our system, our brain is so, I mean, it is so vast and wonderfully made. How can they not believe in God? And this is a doctor who was telling me that. I said, you're right, you know. But I found out that I had little faith. Little faith. The doctor had more faith than I had. I don't even know whether he was saved or not. The one who did the operation. I don't know because I didn't ask him. I didn't want to ask him any questions that are going to get him upset. <laughs> I'm serious. I like I, I like you, Doctor. He is you're a nice, nice man, nice man. You know. And then they sent a uh, 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 the lady who did the anesthesiologist. Anesthesiologist. She she came in. She said, My, "I'm Doctor. I think she said Doctor Doctor Hurt." And I said, <laughs> "Doctor Hurt. I'm getting ready for the brain and you, Doctor." She said, "But you know, I'm not gonna hurt you." You know. I said, "Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay." Can I get John Tallman or something? Because I know him. You know, no, you got Dr. Hurt, you know. Okay. Everybody was so nice. They, they really were. But that's what he showed me. And I said, God, forgive me for having, being of little faith. You cannot afford to have little faith. Because the scripture says, if anyone you are sick, come to the elders of the church and let them pray the prayer of prayer for you. Over you, anoint you with oil, and in the prayer of faith, I'll, I'll raise, raise you up. The prayer of faith. And it's embarrassing and, and hurtful uh, to know that you have little faith. But I'm, I'm trying to be honest with you. Because that's the way I am. I'm, I'm not going to give you something big to do about, oh, the man of faith went into the operating room. Uh, do, your, do, do what you do. It doesn't matter because God got you. Man, I was scared. You know, because, because I didn't know whether I was going to come out of vegetable or not. But I did know that regardless if I did, God can use me. Because I know he used other people who, who like that. He can use you regardless. But I said, God, I'd rather be used like I was being used. I, I don't want to come out and I can't talk, I can't walk, I, can't, I don't even know anything. God, 
and I had to smell of it before the operation. And I did. I said, God, I know I'm acting like a baby, which I was. So whatever you want to happen, I trust you. I trust you. And I went through the operation. But when I came out of the operation, I didn't know my alphabet. I didn't know letters. I didn't know numbers. I couldn't tell time. I didn't know where I lived. I didn't know my address. I didn't know my telephone number. I didn't know my wife's telephone number. Um, I didn't know who the president was. I didn't know my birth date. There's a lot of things I didn't know. But it was a lot of things I did know. I knew, you know, uh, I knew my wife. I knew, you know, my daughter's name. I knew, uh, you know, the elders' names. I knew your names. I knew people's names way back. Matter of fact, they asked me at my address. I said, 120 St. John's Drive. And Minerva said, that's not our address. She said, that was our address years ago. And it was. I could remember long, long-term long things, but I couldn't remember, you know, close-up things. I couldn't remember. And I really, when, when, when the occupational therapist was working with me one, one morning, she would take me to the, the, down the hall and say, okay, find room this. Find room that. And it was hard for me because I didn't know numbers. This uh, physical therapist, he would take me out because they needed to find out whether I could walk and without falling and all that kind of stuff, whether I was a fall risk. And uh, he would ask me, uh, who's the president? I said, I don't know. He said, Donald Trump. I said, okay, 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 I got it. I said, now how can I remember that? Now, I, I know I can remember Donald Duck because he, he was a, you know, because you, you, know, you grew up, you know, because uh, you got the association, you know, association. Um, and he said, okay, what, what, what year were you born? I don't know. What was your birthday? I don't know. He said, how old are you? I said, 70. He said, okay, you're 70. And this is uh, 2018. Okay, do this subtraction. How old are you? Man, he could have been asking me. He said, I'll give you a million dollars if you tell me. I couldn't tell him because I couldn't do the math. I really couldn't. And so uh, I, uh, with my therapist, I started crying. I mean, I really did. And she said, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to come back. And I'm saying, really? And I thought I, I could be this way forever. Because I couldn't read. When Jared Davis visited me, he said, I got a book I want you to read. 
I said, I can't read. Do you know how embarrassing it is that you're 70 years old and you can't read? And she said, well, okay, we're going to work on, on sight words. So she gave him a lot of TH words. Like, you know, when, where, how. I couldn't get them right. I wouldn't know which, whether it was when, whether it was how, whether I, I, uh, why. I, I wouldn't know because I couldn't read. And that would make me cry again because I said, God, how can I ever do anything? I can't read the Bible. And so when Alicia visited me, she said, um, hey, Siri, this is, I said, who is Siri? <laughs> and she said, it's, um, you can ask Siri anything. And it's, uh, so I said, oh, that's cool, you know. And so I told Randy that, who's not mentioned that, and he said, I, I'll, get you, I'll get you one of those things. And so he got me one because I could then listen to the Bible. I could slow it down where it reads slow, and then I could read along with it whenever I learned to read. Okay? Uh, so do you, do you realize what I'm saying is that if it were not for the Lord, where would we be? And, and I'm not the only one, you know, in here is like, like that. It's, it's, it's more, and London, uh, next Sunday, I want you to give your testimony of what God has done for you. Because he's done marvelous things for you. Marvelous things. Because it, it hurt me when I found out I had two people in the congregation that died while I was in the hospital. And then one went in for, I thought, a routine something, knee surgery, and then found out his heart. I said, oh, my God, oh, God, help me. I got to get out of this place, you know. Um, Elsa, don't worry about a thing. We got everything covered. And they did. They had everything covered, so that was good. But, but all I'm saying is that what God was, was showing me is that you need to take some things to a higher level. And I want you to help the congregation do that because if you don't do it now, when there's a crisis, you can't draw on, on what you don't have. You have to depend upon somebody else, what they have done to help you during crisis. And I'm telling you, I found out how awesome prayer is. I already knew prayer was good. You know, I have a praying wife. I have a, uh, a praying uh, friend, I guess. Are you my friend, Miss Doris? Yeah. Okay. She's still my friend. I have a praying friend there. Miss Doris who invited me to this church years ago. Uh, have praying uh, people. Pray, pray, pray. And uh, Sam told me, man, Becky's gone. She's called everybody in the world to pray for you. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Because I know it's the prayers of the saints that brought me through. God used the prayers. 
And, and, and see, I know that it was not just prayers from people for Cornerstone, prayers from people from churches in impact churches. It was, it was Presbyterians, it was uh, Baptists, it was uh, you name it. It doesn't matter what denomination they were praying. People who didn't even go to church praying for me. People who used to go to our church praying for me. I mean, people praying, praying, praying. I, I, I asked a person to pray for me, and they weren't even saved. I said, pray for me, you know, uh, because the, God will hear our prayers too because we wouldn't be saved if he didn't hear our prayer. So he was showing me, stop this stuff, this separatism stuff about our denomination, our church, churches like us, and we don't, you know, those churches over there, they don't, they don't, they don't have that, what, what we have. Hey, hey, if you're a Christian, you are in the family of God. It doesn't matter whether you call yourself Presbyterian, when you call yourself Methodist, when you call yourself, it doesn't matter about doctrine. What matters is that do you love Jesus Christ? If you're his, you're his. And he says that he, you're not going to be plucked out of his hand. So I, I learned how important prayer was. And I, I learned other lessons that I won't talk about uh, now, but I wanted just to uh, share a few things and things start coming back. I never did look at my uh, you know we have this long number that they call a social security number and I guess it's about four, five, six, seven, eight, about nine nine uh, letters, something like that nine numbers and um, I never did look at it because I didn't know it. Well, no point in trying to tax my brain, trying to memorize something like that. I can't even tell an A from a B. Yeah. Uh, but it came back. Now, I still haven't looked at it, but I know what it is. Yeah. And I said, this is, this is, this is just God. So I'm standing here only by the grace of God. And it's going to be, you are here though only by the grace of God. Okay. And we can achieve what God wants us to achieve by the grace of God. And so I say that I've learned more about God through this ordeal that I knew before. I trust him more. And I said, okay, God, this is really good. And I said, well, you know what? The experience you allowed me to go through, it has taught me many lessons. And so it's too late for anybody to tell me, well, God can't do some things. He can do a lot of things, but he can't do some things. If you get cancer, he can't do that. Because 2002 and 2018, that's a, that's a 
that's a, uh, 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 no, it's more than five years. Is that correct? I don't want to tax my brain trying to do the math. But, <laughs> but, but it's, 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 a, it's a long time. But it's only because of God. It's not because of medicine. I'm, I'm still on chemotherapy. Uh, I don't get injections and things like that on chemotherapy. I get, uh, take chemotherapy pills. Um, I've been taking them now for years. Um, but you can't tell me that when a doctor gives you a report, that's the report you got to go by. It's too late to tell me that because I read the Bible and I have experienced more of God. It's, it's too late to tell me that, uh, well, my son, my daughter, uh, they, they are not saved. They probably won't get saved. It's too late to tell me that because I found out that, that through experience and through, through, through the Bible, God can save anybody. I don't care how bad off they are. He can save them. You just pray for them. You just pray for them, love them, and put the messages that I'll teach next, the, the things I'll teach next Sunday, put them to use because these things are very important. If, if you go to, to a higher level in the knowledge of God, if you go to a higher level in the trust in God, if you go to a higher level into the experience of God, praise God, I remember those satanic I'm looking at. This is good. Uh, don't you know that it's going to help your intimacy with God? It's going to help your intimacy with God. And that's what he's showing me. I want you to go to a higher level. I want you to go to a higher level. And I was, I was watching a lot of uh, basketball last year. And, I mean, there's no sin. I mean, I mean there's no sin. I mean, watching, watching basketball. I was watching a lot of basketball. And, and uh, God showed me that you're spending a lot of time doing something that I prefer you spending with me. Oh, man, that's a good game, God. You know? No. I got places I want to take you. I've got people I want you to help. And you can't do it if you are spending hours and hours and hours watching games. So sometimes I might not know who's winning, who's on this, who's that, because I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay in the world because I've had an experience now that it makes me love God more. You say, how can you, how can you say that, Pastor? You love God more now? I thought you said you loved him all the time. We all said we love God. And we do. But we can take it to a higher level, can't we? And so I want to take my relationship with God to a higher level. That's what I want to do. And I want you to do the same thing. And I, again, appreciate everything that you all have done uh, as a congregation, and I uh, have told the elders many times, you all need to, to
to also thank them for taking over while I was sick because it was unheard of being in the hospital for two months. I didn't know what in the world I would do for two months you know, in the hospital. But I'm going to tell you, God used the doctors, the nurses, the, uh, all the hospital staff. He used them to bless me. He gave me favor. And I, I, I really can say I enjoy the people. I don't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> but I did really did enjoy the people because I, I was developing relationships with them. I was ministering to them, you know, because I, I, I asked them. They, see, when I was at Glass, I couldn't talk about Jesus. And the nurse was telling me we, we're not supposed to talk about, you know, our faith in this. I, I said, well, well, I don't work here, so I can talk to them. You know, so I, I'm going to talk to them. So I found out whether they were saved about their family because I love people. And I was telling my therapist, one of my therapists, I said, it'll be a shame if, if, if you're helping me to, to learn to read, learn to, to, to uh, do things, and I don't help you uh, with eternal life, shame on me. But I said, well, you know, I'm going to help you. And, and she said, well, I tell you, I'll help you, uh, and you can be my spiritual advisor. So, hey, we got it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.